0: 1340, KDLM, the station. You can count Welcome to the Sports Wrap on a Monday morning, everybody. Hope you had a great weekend. A lot of football, which is always good. A lot of competitive football. Unless, of course, you're watching that Bears game. Yeah, my my Bears over the Saints pick didn't exactly pan out like I thought it would. That's a a, a classic instance of picking with your heart and not your head. Because how awesome would it have been? To see the Saints go down to not just an 8-8 Chicago Bears team, but I think yesterday the Bears, the largest underdog of wildcard weekend, the the largest underdog in a very, very long time, heading to New Orleans. New Orleans victorious last night. We'll recap some football scores, preview uh, what's coming up next weekend in the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. One game I've got circled on my calendar, actually the third time these two teams have met This season, we'll talk about gopher hockey. They lost for the first time this season to Wisconsin. We'll talk about how they bounced back the game after that. The Wolves have snapped the seven-game losing streak. We'll talk about some gopher basketball as well. Second half of the sports trap, super excited for this. Head coach of the Laker wrestling team, the defending third-place state champion from the last time we had a state tournament in the state of Minnesota last March, Rob Elliott, going to join us in studio this morning to chat about the 2021 Laker wrestling team, the schedule, how practices are going, and just the, the, the state of Laker wrestling in general. But first, let's rewind the last 72 hours in sports, talk about that Wolves win yesterday against San Antonio. Rewind <laughs> time. So the Wolves lost to San Antonio on Saturday in overtime, 122-125. to And last night, finally getting back in the win column for the first time since the second game of the season. Also against San Antonio, Wancho on Gomez hitting the go-ahead three with 4.08 to put the Wolves up for good as they get past the Spurs. 96-88 at Target Center last night. D'Angelo Russell drops 27 points. Beasley adds 24 as Minnesota snaps. It's seven-game losing streak. To get to three and seven on the season. Huge addition back from injury last night. Cat was back on Saturday. Last night, Joshua Kogi made his return for the Wolves.
1: It's six or seven? We can win six or seven in a row. So uh, it's a great start. We got a couple days to rest our bodies, get back on the drawing board, see we can do be even better. Uh, we weren't perfect tonight, but we got a good, I think we played Memphis. So it's a nice, greedy team. Kind of play like us in terms of how. How hard they
2: play, so he's gonna
0: have to uh, you know, get out of the way. Wolf Center Nas Reed says it's also great getting Josh back. Oh, well, it's big time. I mean, JL,
2: big time defender. Um, you know, he cuts on offense, you know, he does a lot of that people it, it goes unnoticed. Those are things that we need, and you know, we notice it and we applaud him for it. And you know, that's, that's just special, he's a great player. Um, Definitely a great teammate. So to have him back on the floor is definitely tremendous.
0: Wolves are off until Wednesday. Two more home games left on this homestand, both against Memphis. One Wednesday, one Friday. But we hit the road for a game heading down to Atlanta to take on the Hawks on Monday the 18th. A 1.30 in the afternoon game on the 18th against Atlanta.
3: Try a long bomb for an empty net, but it's blocked right at the blue line by Weisbach.
1: That's going to pretty well do it, though. Last couple of seconds, and that's it. Buzzer Sounds and the Gophers come back to gain a split on the weekend
0: series at Wisconsin. Wally Shaver on the call last night in Madison. The Gophers doing what good teams do after a loss is bounce back in a in a in a big way. Five different gophers scoring, ten skaters had points, and four members. Of the top-ranked Gopher men's hockey team, notched multi-point performances as the Gophers in a 5-3 win over Wisconsin and Madison yesterday afternoon. A night after having its 12-game winning streak come to an end at the hand of the Badgers, Minnesota now 11-1 and overall. Got back to its winning ways and battled through its most competitive weekend of the season for a border battle split. Head coach of the Overmen's hockey team, Bob Moscow, says he likes how his team rebounded. He also likes that they beat a pretty competitive Wisconsin team. Like we weren't all bad last night, but
1: Wisconsin had an edge. That's, and this Wisconsin team is going to be there at the end. I, I really like their team, mm-hmm. and uh, they're going to be one of the contenders uh, as, as we get into February, March, and, and uh, it was a great test for us tonight um, to, to see how we would respond. And I thought it was outstanding. We had some, we had some ball players out there tonight, competing hard, making plays,
0: in exactly what we wanted to. Uh, to accomplish tonight go for men's hockey now off until Friday and two tough games at Mariucci arena this weekend, Friday and Saturday, Notre Dame coming to town. We will have the Friday game against the fighting Irish on KDLM Friday night. Yeah. Go for men's basketball dropping a uh, game to seventh ranked Iowa over the weekend. Uh, Luca Garza are dropping 33 points against the Gophers as the Hawkeyes get some revenge over number 17, Minnesota 86, 71 at Carver Hawkeye arena. Joe Weiskamp added 20 points, while Jordan Bonin added 19 and 14 assists. Hawkeyes jumped to 11 and 2. Marcus Carr and Booth Gotch each scored 13 points, the loss for Minnesota, who now dipped to 10 and 4. Head coach of the is Richard Pitino, says they can't afford to be as one-dimensional as they are. Somebody besides Carr needs to step up for this team. It's
1: not about helping Marcus out. It's just about playing the right way for the team. Um, And, you know, if you got a shot, you knock it down. If it's time for you to play defense, you play defense, or you block out. It's not It's not about an individual. It's about uh, the whole team. You know, we had some bench contributions that were terrific that got us back in the game. You know, it's about being ready. Uh, so it's not about one guy. It's about what's best for Minnesota and whoever's on the court doing their very best to put us in a great position to win.
0: Next up for the Gophers, number 10, Michigan, this time at the Barn. Last time the Gophers played Michigan, it uh, did not go well. The uh, Michigan defense stifling Minnesota last Wednesday night couple of things to get to. Huge weekend in terms of NFL. The playoffs have begun. Three great games yesterday. The Browns celebrating their first playoff win since January 1995, joining the Buffalo Bills. Those two franchises having their first wins in the playoffs since 1995. To put that in perspective, Troy Aikman was still the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys the last time the Browns and the Bills Won a playoff game. Cleveland jumping out to a 28-0 lead in the first quarter and held on for a 48-37 win over Pittsburgh in their AFC wildcard game in Pittsburgh. The Browns will play the Kansas City Chiefs in the division round this weekend. The Saints are safely into the next round of the NFL playoffs, mainly because they didn't have to play the Vikings last weekend, let's be honest. Drew Brees, 265 yards, two touchdowns as they beat the Bears 21-9 in New Orleans Chicago, managing just 239 yards of total offense and 11 first downs in the game. I've got circled this weekend. The Saints will host Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next weekend. The Ravens rallied from early ten nothing deficit to take on the Tennessee Titans twenty to thirteen in their AFC Wild matchup in Nashville. Quarterback Lamar Jackson stats aren't great passing wise, uh, only one hundred seventy nine yards, but ran all over the Titans. One hundred thirty six rushing yards and a touchdown for Baltimore. Derrick Henry was held to just forty yards in the loss for the Tennessee Titans. Recap of games on Saturday: the Bills over the Indianapolis Colts twenty seven to twenty four. They move on to the next round. The LA Rams shocking the Seattle Seahawks, getting some revenge for the Seahawks beating the Rams, I think, week 15 or 16. Knocking them out of the conversation for the NFC West division title. The Rams are moving on, and Tampa Bay beating Taylor Heineke and the Washington football team 31-23. to Twitter was ablaze with the former Vikings quarterback on Saturday night. And I don't think my heart could have handled this potential scenario of, of Stefan Diggs, Kevin Stefanski, And Taylor Heineke, all advancing in the playoffs. Only two of those three guys did, but good on Taylor Heineke. One of the more disappointing stories in in Vikings lore, if you don't remember, uh, Taylor Heineke competing for the backup job a handful of years ago, couldn't get into his, his house or his rental property he was staying, so he kicked in a glass door to try and get into his house and sliced his foot open, ended up missing the season. And you kind of wonder, the butterfly effect, the domino effect, From there, because with Taylor Heineke out, the the Vikings felt the need to trade for Sam Bradford, where they probably would have been okay riding Taylor Heineke as the starting quarterback that season. The Vikings don't trade for Sam Bradford. They retain their first-round pick. They feel the need to bring in a top-prospect quarterback of the future. Two guys that would have been there right around pick 14 or so. Pat Mahomes... Deshaun Watson, what could have happened for this Vikings quarterback situation had Taylor Heineke not kicked in that window? The Vikings could potentially be starting Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs this weekend. Anyway, I don't want to talk about sad stuff like that. Let's talk about the divisional round for the NFL coming up this Saturday. In the AFC, the Ravens get the number 2 seed Buffalo Bills on Saturday. Defending champion Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, like I just mentioned, They're going to host the Cleveland Browns. In the NFC, the Rams get the Packers at Lambeau Field on Saturday. And the Saints going to host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday. In other NFL news, six head coach jobs available. One more may be added to that list, with the Eagles may be in the the market for a new head coach. ESPN reporting that Doug Peterson could be fired today if uh, Jeffrey Lurie, uh, team owner, doesn't like his vision when the two sides meet again later this afternoon, they, they met last Tuesday and things reportedly did not go well. So the Eagles also may soon be looking for a new head coach. Vikings fans remember very well Doug Peterson leading the Eagles to that Super Bowl win back in 2017. Big one tonight, college football, the final game of the 2020 season. Number one, Alabama. Number three, Ohio State in the national championship game at Miami Gardens. Both teams undefeated. Crimson Tide twelve and zero. The Buckeyes are seven and zero. Second half of the sports wrap. We're talking to Laker head coach Rob Elliott, leading them to a third place finish at state last year. Coach Elliott joins us in studio next on KDLM.
3: Westwood One presents memorable moments in NFL postseason history, sponsored by Merrill Guided Investing. There have been many famous drives in over a century of NFL games, and yet only one is known as The Drive. Cleveland led Denver by seven late in the fourth quarter of the 1986 AFC Championship game, when John Elway and the Broncos took the field, pinned back at their own two-yard line he methodically led them all the way down the field to the doorstep of the Browns end zone with just 42 seconds left.
4: Third
1: down and a yard. Mark Jackson in motion. The snap to Elway. The look. The throw. Touchdown! John Elway has just thrown the touchdown to Mark Jackson. 98 and a half yard drive.
3: Denver would go on to win 23-20 in overtime on a rich carless field goal, but Elway's heroics on the drive are what make it another memorable moment in NFL postseason history.
4: you know carbon monoxide is odorless and invisible, and the only way to detect carbon monoxide is to install carbon monoxide alarms? CO alarms should be installed on every level and in every bedroom. And remember, alarms don't last forever, and it's important to replace them every five to ten years. First Alert has been protecting homes and families since 1958 and encourages you to learn more about carbon monoxide safety at firstalert.com. And visit Lowe's stores to purchase First Alert alarms.
3: Westwood One presents memorable moments in NFL postseason history, sponsored by Merrill Guided Investing. There have been many famous drives in over a century of NFL games, and yet only one is known as The Drive. Cleveland led Denver by seven late in the fourth quarter of the 1986 AFC Championship game, when John Elway and the Broncos took the field, pinned back at their own two-yard line he methodically led them all the way down the field to the doorstep of the Browns' end zone with just 42 seconds left.
1: Third down and a yard. Mark Jackson in motion. The snap to Elway. The look, the throw. Touchdown! John Elway has just thrown the touchdown to Mark Jackson. 98-and-a-half-yard drive.
3: Denver would go on to win 23-20 in overtime on a rich carless field goal, but Elway's heroics on the drive are what make it another memorable moment in NFL postseason history.
4: you know carbon monoxide is odorless and invisible, and the only way to detect carbon monoxide is to install carbon monoxide alarms? CO alarms should be installed on every level and in every bedroom. And remember, alarms don't last forever, and it's important to replace them every 5 to 10 years. First Alert has been protecting homes and families since 1958 and encourages you to learn more about carbon monoxide safety at firstalert.com. And visit Lowe's stores to purchase First Alert alarms.
2: Here's today's Lakes Area Jobs Hotline. Essentia Health Oak Crossing is now hiring full-time CNAs, various shifts, and shift differentials. Also seeking CNA students. Obtain your nursing assistant certification while attending their certification program. Call Essentia Health HR at 844-2365 to learn more. And Detroit Lakes Public Schools is looking for a temporary child care site supervisor. Responsibilities may include opening and closing the child care site. Child sign in, sign out. Providing direct child care supervision and more. Go to DLSchools.net for more information.
3: B&M Electric is a full service electrical contractor that has built a reputation on honesty and service. Our focus on providing top quality service at a reasonable price has provided long lasting relationships with some of the best general contractors in our area. We are proud of the fact that home and business owners alike call us year after year for their electrical needs. BM Electric has been an electrical contractor for over 25 years and is licensed and bonded. For a quote or consultation, call Mike and Brenda at BM Electric 218 847 1946.
5: Cal Soderquist with your Wolves Minute. Well, it was a busy weekend for the Minnesota Timberwolves in a weekend that featured some good news as well. First, it came in the form of a return to health. Carl Anthony Towns, after missing six straight games due to a wrist injury, was back out there on Saturday night against the San Antonio Spurs for stretches looked much like his old self. The bad news, the Wolves came up short in that matchup with San Antonio. But the good news, they got right back at it against the exact same opponent on Sunday and this time secured the victory. A 96-88 win, snapping a seven-game losing streak. And after that victory, head coach Ryan Saunders spoke about the team's growing frustrations as that losing streak snowballed.
1: I thought we had a number of guys who were just fed up with losing and knowing that defensive end was, was where this was going to get done understanding that, you know, if we're solid, we can be a team that
4: does hold teams, you know, under their average.
5: Wolves can try to now make it a two-game winning streak on Wednesday against the Grizz. Cal Soderquist on the Timberwolves Radio Network.
3: Happy New Year from everyone at Weber Family Motors in Detroit Lakes. We hope more of you have the word adventure as a focal point or goal in the year ahead. We all deserve to explore new roads and chase the sunset. You can kick off your 2021 adventures with our Start Something New sales event going on this month at Weber Family Motors. Great deals on new 2021 Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram models. Find us online at WeberFamilyMotors.com or in person on Highway 10 West next to Menards in Detroit Lakes. Weber Family Motors. Drive home. This is
4: the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Graham. We'll talk hockey next. It can happen
0: fast. The game changes and you need a new strategy. It's like your original insurance policy. It worked fine at the start, but now that you've bought a home, added a car, or expanded your business, you can't keep running the same old play. You need Western National Insurance for coverage that fits your growing needs. Western National, Minnesota's source for great-fitting auto, home, and business protection since 1901. Ask your independent agent today for Western National and go Gophers. Get that great-fit feeling, Western National Insurance. After suffering
4: their first loss of the season on Saturday night at Wisconsin, the top-ranked Gopher men's hockey team rebounded with a 5-3 victory over Wisconsin last night in Madison. Head coach Bob Motzko spoke with Wally and Frank on the Gopher Radio Network after the game.
1: You know, they had to respond tonight. Just to reiterate last night, like we weren't all bad last night, but this Wisconsin team's going to be there at the end. I, I really like their team and uh, they're going to be one of the contenders uh, as, as we get into February, March, and it's a great test for us tonight to see how we would respond, and I thought it was outstanding. We had some, we had some ball players out there tonight, competing hard, making plays, and exactly what we wanted to accomplish tonight. Well, I may have put words into your mouth a little bit earlier, Bob, when you were talking uh, earlier this season about needing a little bit more offensive spark. But boy, when you get a game where you get four points out of Blake McLaughlin and Sammy Walker, those are a couple of pretty good sparks right there. How good were they tonight? They were outstanding. And like that first goal tonight, it was all started on the back check. Sammy Walker was a bullet to get back in the D zone and make the. that breaks everything up they get back into the zone and when sammy's got that drive and that he's such a competitive hockey player and athlete when when he's got that going we've needed that we've need to get those two going you know mac got a couple last week another one tonight and let's hope that's a start for that those two really start cooking
4: the second half because we need that the gophers will now entertain number 18 notre dame this weekend
3: that's the golden gopher daily update i'm mike graham Your credit score impacts your ability to get a loan, rent an apartment, and even get a job. At Mid-Minnesota Federal Credit Union, we have your financial well-being as our number one priority. So we're making it easy for you to monitor your credit score for free while using online banking or our mobile app. Stop by any of our Mid-Minnesota Federal Credit Union locations and ask one of our expert team members to learn more. Or visit our website at mmfcu.org, federally insured by NCUA.
5: Weather. Here's a look at your KDLM weatherology forecast. For today, look for partly sunny skies. We'll have our temperatures holding fairly steady. Winds turning to the northwest. Then for tonight, mostly cloudy skies. so low in the upper teens. Tuesday, more in the way of sunshine making a return. We'll reach a high of 34. And for Wednesday, partial sunshine. Upper 30s. Breezy conditions on Thursday with a chance for some snow showers. We're back to a high of 32. I'm meteorologist Michael Carroll. KDLM
0: Detroit Lakes.
2: 1340
0: KDLM, the station you can count on. Welcome back to the KDLM Sports Wrap. We're joined in studio this morning by head coach of the Laker Wrestling Team, Rob Elliott. Good morning, coach. Hey, good morning, Zeke. How's your weekend? Well, <laughs> it's always busy, that's <laughs> for
6: sure. But uh, it was a good weekend. Weather was good, so uh, we uh, we made it through. Yeah, things have been pretty busy for you guys, especially
0: since uh, a week ago. Uh, last Monday, practice is officially able to start here in the state of Minnesota. First competition is this Thursday. You guys have Moorhead at Moorhead, I believe, on Thursday evening, right? Yeah,
6: yeah, we're at Moorhead. It's just about everything's going to be a try this year. Um, okay. You know, the way the, the uh, guidelines came down, no uh, no tournaments or anything of that nature this year. Everything can be a, a duel or a try, and our schedule's full of tries right now. I think we've got uh, 14 tries and two duels set up, but we're hoping to turn those duels into tries, so... This Thursday, when we, we actually uh, get to start competing, it'll be at Moorhead, and uh, we'll also wrestle Fargo Fargo Davies that night, too.
0: Let's talk about the pause. Were you guys uh, active in practice when the pause happened on November 18th, or were you guys scheduled to begin uh, after that?
6: Yeah, you know, we the original pause uh, delayed the start of the season until, I think it was November 30th. Okay. And so on November 30th, uh, we were getting, you know, we were ready to roll uh, the week. I should say a few days before that was when we the pause was put into place till I think it was uh, December 18th. And so what we began to do was a virtual experience. Like many of the coaches, uh, I, I'd set up a virtual experience. We'd meet online uh, uh, two days a week, and then uh, the other two days I would have uh, workout programs for them. So we'd meet, kind of talk a little bit about uh, what the program was going to be and and things, uh, we'd give the kids some wrestling-specific footwork drills, some strengthening skills, cardio workouts, and things of that nature. And uh, so they'd go in and they'd do those workouts and things. Uh, uh, we gave them an optional Friday. They didn't, it wasn't expected, but they could certainly get a workout in on that day. And we did that up until, I think, the week before December 18th, when we were scheduled to start. And that's when the second pause was put in place. Mm-hmm. And so what we told the kids was to stay active during that time, but it just didn't make a lot of sense uh, to us to continue to condition as an official uh, situation all the way up to through Christmas into January here. Uh, you know, they when they shifted the season, we're going to have a shorter season. It's going to be a 12-week season, okay. but they still stretched out the end. So all of a sudden, if we're doing that, we're working out for a month and a half and but we still have a 12-week wrestling season ahead of that. So we were a little concerned that that uh, that might be a little much for the kids and things. We want them to have a good Christmas break and such. So we uh, we just asked them to take some time, continue to cardio, do the cardio work during the break and, and during Christmas. And uh, when we get back, uh, then we'd hit it full go, and that's what we started this past Monday.
0: What does a typical practice look like in high school wrestling now with the mask mandates and the social distancing? I know wrestling is one of the states that's, uh, you do not have to wear a mask during competition. What does practice look like for you guys these days?
6: Yeah, it's it's a mixed bag. Uh, so the kids come in and, and of course, they have to have their mask on when they enter the facility and mm-hmm. things. And at the beginning of practice, we have a, uh, you know, kind of a set of things that we always do, uh, uh, just uh, different footwork drills, uh, pull-ups and strengthening drills. Uh, we do some stretching, strengthening with shoulders and things and, and such. And so we probably have, uh, oh, about a half an hour at the beginning of practices that are all about just strengthening and foot speed and things of that nature. And we wear masks during that particular uh, portion of practice. And then we get into the uh, to the wrestling aspect with contact and, and all this and that. And that's where we, we are allowed to not wear masks is when we're actually wrestling and, and, and things of that nature with our partner and such. So uh, that's kind of how we do it. Uh, once we're done with that, and we go into uh, the the postseason, or excuse me, post practice mode, uh, where we're cooling down uh, and such, kids have to put their masks back on and such again. And if there's a big pause in there during practice ever, or if a wrestler is injured and and not, you know, not working out with it with a teammate, and maybe riding a bike or taking uh, shots on a dummy or something like that, then mm-hmm. they have to mask up during that time. And such. So it's kind of on again, off again, on again, you know, types of things. Uh, We're using gators, uh, so that helps a little bit where we're not running to our bags and things of that nature. Mm. Uh, We also have to distance our equipment, so we installed a bunch of hooks throughout the room. So when a kid comes to practice, we don't have use of a locker room facility right now. Okay. So kids come in ready to practice. Uh, They go to their designated hook area. They hang up their hook, and that also contains their uh, water bottles and things of that nature. We don't have water in our facility; we can't use a, a water fountain and things. So the kids res- have to be responsible to bring their own their own water and things to practice. And uh, so then we begin. They they are all pre-assigned what we call the groups and things, and uh, we do everything we can to stay within those groups and such, uh, uh, so that uh, we're very limited in our our contact with with very you know with Various members of the team and such as we move along and such, but uh, so far it's it's been pretty good. Uh, kids adapt really well. I think what's really helped uh, high school activities, I believe, with the mask mask situation, is the fact that we were masking, you know, for six months before that in mm-hmm. the pu- in public. And so things. it's not new. No, they've acclimated. You know, kids change and acclimate quickly. I'm, I'm not saying it's uh, it's ideal. But uh, in, from my uh, perspective, I, I've seen the kids react in a good way and things. So uh, we've been able to get through that and, and things. Uh, at the end of practice, we don't have use of locker room facilities yet. Uh, we're hoping to transition into that. You know, in our activity, showering and hygiene is a very big deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we, what we've got is antiseptic wipes. And when the kids are done, they're asked to make sure they wipe down and things right away and, and uh we uh, send them home and then uh, their, their instruction is when you get home, get into the shower right away, don't delay and things. Uh, So it's been quite a change in that respect. Um, It'll, you know, the other big change this year is we do home weigh-ins and things. And um, you know, that reminds me back in the day, you know, is my uh, 31st year of coaching and you know, you go back 25 years and uh, there were some home weigh-ins that happened Uh on, on nights before big tournaments and things like that. And, and, uh, of course, we kind of got away from that for several years. But now, uh, like, for example, on Thursday, uh, we're going to catch the bus at 3 o'clock. And what the league has said is that a half hour before the bus leaves, the weigh-ins open. And so we in our own facility will weigh our kids in. Uh, we will have an administrator there to verify weights and things. And uh, we'll bring the sheet with us and head to Moorhead. And and we'll give them our lineup when we get there. And... <laughs> and uh, They'll have the same thing for us when we get there. They're they've already weighed in. They got their sheets um and such when we get there. So it it is quite a different experience in that respect this year. Uh and I haven't been through that part of it yet. We'll see on Thursday how that goes. Um, but uh that that'll, that's quite a change for us as well.
0: Let's talk about some quote unquote normal wrestling. Let's recap last year before we, we preview this season. Uh state wrestling were the the last state tournaments to happen before the shutdown, I believe. And you guys had a pretty good run down at the at the X last february march i don't yeah. even remember when it was. Yeah, it, it was it seems
6: like forever ago yeah first weekend in march is usually the the end of the season this year it's going to be the last weekend of march you know so they okay. shifted the season a little bit and things but uh yeah we had a great finish to the season last year our kids were wrestling well uh, we were so fortunate to get our state wrestling tournament in i i believe it was the week after that is when they started shutting things down mm-hmm. and such so yeah no we had a great tournament i think we had uh what was it? Six kids that had qualified. Seven kids, I think, qualified for the individual's portion of the state tournament. We had two state place winners. We had one finalist. Uh, we also, uh, as a team, uh, uh, finished third in the state down there last year. Uh, just We really, really wrestled well down the stretch last year and did a great job.
0: Looking at the uh, the rankings for this year, you guys are uh, begin the preseason ranks uh, third in Class 2A behind Simley and Cass and Manorville, two powerhouse programs. And a couple guys ranked in the state as well. Cade uh, Jackson, 7th uh, in the state at the 145. Brody Elliott, 152. He's ranks 2. And your heavyweight Andre Barnett, is na- number 5. So a good uh, foundation
6: to build on this season. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got a lot of experience back this year. I, I feel like as we're going through our practices, we don't have as much depth. We had a few injuries that kind of hit us right away here at the beginning of the year. Uh, one of our seniors, uh, Andrew Annette, uh, uh, injured his leg in football mm-hmm. and uh, is going to miss the season and such Uh and things so obviously he's a big hole. Cade uh, Olkuson uh, suffered a broken leg in football, and he's out at this current time uh, uh, and such as well. And you know, Cade was a state entrant last year. On uh, Andrew Annette was third in the section, just barely missed a trip to state tournament last year. So we're kind of working through those injuries right now. At this point in time, uh, we've got another couple of kids that had some other health issues that are out at this time. So. It's kind of interesting we we start the season and uh, we want to get rolling but we do have some injuries and some some other health issues that we're working through and things but uh i think uh i think the kids are working hard uh we're going to we're we're going to to uh, probably have to modify our lineup here to start the season and things as we continue to to grow and things as a team um our our lighter weights this year are going not going to be as experienced as they have been in the past. We're going to call on some younger kids to, to fill those spots and things to, to get the ball rolling for us here and things. But I'm, I'm excited for this team. They're a, a group of kids that have been around for a long, long time. I've been wrestling a long, long time. Um, I think uh, I think the guillotine was very generous in their their ratings of us as third in the state of Minnesota. But uh, I do think that we will put a quality team out there. I I, I I guess we'll have to see how hard we work and, and how we can adjust our, our, our lineup and things as the year goes on here to, uh, towards the end uh, of the season is what counts the most, not that beginning ranking. We were talking
0: about some of the the younger guys on this team. Some big shoes to fill. Uh, Blake Weber uh, at the 132, Jordan Scansom 220, Isaiah Thompson wrestling at Augsburg now at the 170. Uh, who are some guys you're expecting big things from this year, whether it's an underclassman or maybe it's a, a guy that's stepping in for a, a Jordan
6: or a Blake or an Isaiah? You know, I think... Uh, I think the the focus of our team is our depth of the, with our leaders our seniors. I think I've got uh, 11 seniors on the team this year. And those guys have been through all the battles and things, they've come up through the program and such. Um it's it's their leadership I think that's going to take us somewhere or not and things. Mm-hmm. So their work ethic and practice, their 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 ability to bring other kids along with them as far as, you know, that what it takes to take that next step in in, in a wrestling program and team and such, uh, the the practices that we put in, the focus on the little things. We need those leaders to really pull these other guys along and such and to teach them those types of qualities and things. So I think that's going to be a big part of it, just our leadership and and how they bring the other guys along and such along the way here and things. So I don't have any one guy that that I think has to, to, to stand out, so to speak. I think we just have to take care of business. I think we have to have great leadership and such along the way. And I think that those leaders in the practice room, uh, they have to set the tone. They have to uh, uh, demonstrate to the rest of the team how you bring a team up, those steps that, that we need to do to get better throughout the season.
0: Soccer Lakers wrestling coach Rob Elliott. Uh Season
6: begins on Thursday at Moorhead
0: with Fargo Davies. What do we know about those two squads?
6: Boy, I'll tell you, I, I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> Usually I've got a nice little scouting report I go by, mm-hmm. but we haven't wrestled Moorhead in a duel for probably about three years now, Okay. Uh, which is kind of strange because they're a close team and, and things, but for whatever reason, the schedules didn't match and things. We saw them at some individual tournaments and such, so I really don't know much about them at all. They've got a new coach over there the last couple of years. Uh, he seems to be building over there. Uh, they lost their old coach, Skip Toops, about five years ago when he moved to Piers, and uh, so they're, they're kind of a transitional team, but they're you know how Moorhead is. They're, they're going to bring a lot of kids. They're going to put quality kids on the mat, um, and they're also going to be very physical and things. You Look at their football program success this year, and, and there's a few of those kids, obviously, they're going to roll into that wrestling program. So good athletic kids, I believe. Uh, Fargo-Davies is currently rated eighth in the state of North Dakota now. Um, they have some very quality kids. They've got numbers. Um, and the the catch is that they've already been wrestling for a month. They've got uh, six duels in their under their belt oh, already. Wow. Yeah, and we're starting from scratch here. So mm-hmm. they're going to bring a team in that's already already uh, competed quite a bit. And in our sport, boy, that just knocking off those cobwebs means an awful lot. So um, we're going to have to really, really, I think, control the pace of the match here to uh, to have the success that we're ho- that we're hoping to have against them.
0: Laker wrestling season begins this Thursday. We have uh, five or six broadcasts scheduled this year. You can find that full broadcast schedule online at kdlamoradio.com. Coach, thanks for joining us this morning. Go Lakers, and good luck on Thursday night. Thanks a lot, Zeke.
1: Can't wait. It's finger looking good. Sweet.
4: Dude.
0: All right. Thanks again to head coach of the Laker Wrestling Team, Rob Alliot, joining us in the studio. If you missed any of that interview, you want to go back and listen to it. It'll be up on demand momentarily online at KDLMRadio.com. You can also subscribe to full episodes of the KDLM Sports Wrap, where we you get your favorite podcasts from. Can't wait moments. Well, we got Laker, um, not Laker, <laughs> Gopher Hockey Weekly tonight at 6 o'clock with Bob Motzko talking about that split in Wisconsin and previewing Notre Dame this weekend. College football championship, Ohio State versus Alabama tonight. And looking at the uh, the broadcast schedule, we have our Lakers schedule up. What Charlie and I and David Kinderman will be doing uh, through the end of February. We'll get March schedule up as we get closer to March. First Lakers broadcast of the season going to be this Thursday night, Laker boys hockey in a playoff rematch from last year against Kitson County Central, 6.45, 7 o'clock is when that game will be. Saturday, we've got a Laker basketball doubleheader with the girls taking on Aiken at 2 o'clock. We'll be back at 7.30 for boys basketball versus Staples Motley. Looking into next week, we've got Laker girls basketball against Thief River Falls next Tuesday. We've got uh, girls basketball against Pequot. Girls hockey making the trip up to International Falls on Friday. Laker Wrestling on the, the broadcast schedule a couple times as well. You can find it online at kdlmradio.com. That's right for the Sports Wrap. We're back tomorrow at 9.30 on the station. You can count on the KDLM Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. Joined tomorrow by head coach of the Lakers dance team, Britton Ramsey, right around 9.45. You're in tune to KDLM Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. Off the record with Zeke begins after CBS News.
4: You're listening to KDLM Detroit Lakes, 93.1 FM and AM 1340, serving you proudly for over 65 years.